Now, now let's talk a little bit about about the data specific metrics. How many registrants were you guys able to drive uh, through all the different channels, email, sales motions, ads? Yeah, so through that, um, over the course of two weeks, we drove uh, 174 registrants in total. Nice. Welcome to the Show Me the Data podcast by Leadsyn, where every week we get marketing and sales leaders from fast-growing B2B tech companies to share specific tactics they use to drive revenue for their business. The best part, they share the exact metrics and data points behind each of their tactics. I'm your host, Tukhan Das, the co-founder and CEO of Teacher. See you there. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Aubrey Morgan. Uh, Aubrey is the Director of Demand Generation at Sinkari. Uh, welcome to the show, Aubrey. Thank you for having me. Cool. So before we start, um, I guess one thing that will be helpful, Aubrey, is if you can give, give our audience a little bit more context about Sinkari and, and what do you guys do? Yeah, definitely. So uh, Sinkari is pretty new to the scene. We've been around for about a year now, a little wow. over a year. Um, and what we call Sinkari is a complete data automation platform. What we mean by that is we're actually helping operations folks, rev ops, marketing ops, sales ops, people, sync data from any system in one place without any code. So it's, it's sim- I think there's a lot of players in this space, but not everyone's doing kind of like a comprehensive um, take data from systems, integrate them while cleaning the data and do it mm. all without code. And it's, you know, like I said, it's brand new to the scene, but it's founded by the former EVP of product at Marketo. Um, Nick Bonfilio, and he saw this problem happening with sync errors from Marketo, right? Back in the day, I think we're all, any marketing ops folks that have worked with Marketo know know that pain. And there was an opening, he saw that opening and they kind of built this product. And um, yeah, it's so far so good, doing very well for an early, early stage company. Very good. So, So you joined the company in November of last year, correct? That's right. And, and you're the first demand gen person in the team. So what does your first 90 days look like, uh, Aubrey? <laughs> yeah, so for Sinkery, so I came from uh, MuleSoft mm-hmm. and we were acquired by Salesforce. So I went for scale there, right? So it was uh, much bigger. And then I kind of wanted to go back to building things and that's exactly what I did. So when I came to Syncry, there was nothing. There was, I think the only thing we really had in place was Google Analytics and the website. Um, outside of that, we they had purchased Marketo and not implemented yet. So there was no tracking. We had Salesforce as well, but obviously without any tracking to anything, then we couldn't really implement. They had also purchased outreach, but hadn't really implemented that for the sales development team. Mm-hmm. And we had, uh, they had briefly started running ads on LinkedIn, but outside of that really hadn't scaled any programs, didn't have any social media, anything like that. So it was really building from the ground up. I think my first 30 days was just infrastructure, right? It was getting Marketo stood up, get lead scoring, get tracking on the website, get emails up and running out of, I think they were using um, MailChimp at the time, had to bring that into Marketo. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, you know, getting 
campaigns running would be the, you know, the, I think what's interesting is I started in November, highly recommend starting a job in November because, you know, the holidays come, it's a nice ramp period for, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and um, Thanksgiving in the U.S. And so we basically, it kind of felt like it didn't fully have like a, a full two month period before the new year, right? So come January, that was really, I feel like when things ramped, right? That was really when programs started launching. I think second week of January was really when I started putting budget behind our ads, getting a bunch of different programs out the door, conversation ads, you know, uh, AdWords, things like that. Nice. Um, prior to that, though, that was all infrastructure building and including using our own product. So I had to really get ramped up on uh, how to use Syncery, which was pretty easy. But, you know, with everything else going on, it was a lot for my brain to compute. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So so I guess after the first couple of months of you, you know, laying the groundwork, building out the infrastructure side of things, it looks like you one of your big tasks or, or I guess campaign is to launch this new feature, which you guys were calling it data fitness index. Uh, tell tell us a little bit more about it. What was the you know overall goal for that feature release from a demand generation perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Data Fitness Index was really like our first platform or product capability launch as a company. Mm. That was end of January. So just in your time frame, I was still in my 90 days. days, Um, But I got to put my campaign hat on, which is something I'm very passionate about. But just kind of helping you understand that like as a company, we really didn't have KPIs. We didn't really have a benchmark Mm. uh, to go up against. So truthfully, we were pulling in kind of, uh, you know, I think we had goals, but we weren't certain these were hypotheses, right? Because Mm. we didn't have the tracking or anything else prior to that from a demand gen perspective. Understood. So what is data fitness index? I'll answer that first. Yeah. Um, I think the easiest way to think about it is the Grammarly of data quality. If you've used Grammarly, it allows yes. you to plug in all your systems and then uses intelligent algorithms to measure data completeness, accuracy, and consistency. Um, and it comes in the form of a score, right? So you plug mm. in all your systems and it's like, hey, you know, your, your data fitness index is 60, which is not good in my mind. I mean, unless you're, you like those kinds of grades, but um, <laughs> And what's cool is you see an aggregate score across your systems, right? And then you can go a deeper dive into a specific system, a specific object, like your lead score is this, mm-hmm. or your contact score is this. And then you can see the, the specific recommendations on what to fix. So I got to do this as well, um, which was super awesome because I found it to be very helpful to show me like, hey, your mailing address fields are all over the place. Like they're not a consistent Mm-hmm. standard like here's what you need to do and then you can kind of click into it and fix it right then and there nice. um, so it's great and like I said I actually use the product myself so I can testify that it's incredible and there's um, I think there's some new enhancements that are coming up that include things like being able to add custom logic in there which would say like you know I care I don't care about mailing address right like uh, that one, it doesn't affect us, but this other field, um, and I want it to look exactly like this, yep. for example, then you can actually put that in and then get that into your score. And so I think it's going to be kind of a game changer for the way that marketing ops folks elevate themselves, or sorry, I'm speaking to marketing ops because that's what I am, but sure. any operations folks 
I think have a hard time explaining why they need to invest time in data quality. And so to be able to show a score and show exactly what needs to get done and then kind of explain like the, the pieces that go into it, but also to be able to do it quicker, I think is going to help ops folks like myself elevate the conversation. And truthfully, the last year, if anything, we know that, you know, marketing ops, rev ops and sales ops are very important to keeping the business, you know, agile, right? Yeah. So, so, so I guess, so you, you, you are launching, this is the first public product or, or feature release for, for Sinkari. And, and so what were the goals of we like, what, what were the main goals of this? Launch. I mean, yeah, if, if you distill it down to what was the main goal, knowing mm -hmm. what we know, um, there's two goals. I'd say there's like one standard goal, which was meetings, right? So mm -hmm. we wanted to hit, and, and truthfully, at the size of our company, um, we've only been selling for about a year, but we wanted one inbound opportunity at our, you know, ASP, our average sales price. So that's what, that's what we ended up <laughs> that was our ultimate goal. But then we also had this soft goal, which was to set benchmarks for the future, right? Which was absolutely all, on all these micro pieces that we're building, like what what's the standard here? And then how do we build on that in the future? Okay, so the goal was a um, to, to set the baseline and benchmark for future releases and future product campaigns. But, but from an objective perspective was to, to generate one inbound opportunity from this on the release right. for okay. data fitness index specific perfect so now let's talk about you mentioned that you put your you you got a chance to put your campaign yes. hat on what were the things that you did uh, from a campaign perspective to launch this yeah definitely so basically how i i picked the components that went into the entire campaign was you know from past experience and you know, kind of using what I thought were best practice rather than, you know, um, I think just a mix of different channels, mix of different pieces of content. So the, the core content pieces, if you distill it down was the live demo, right? Mm -hmm. The product itself, but like a, a live demo on data fitness index, uh, like an introduction to it with our product, with our head of product engineering, um, Varsha Nilesh. And then a press release as well, which is more, so I think of it as two pieces of the, of the mm. puzzle. You have your brand awareness piece and then your demand gen piece. Totally, yeah. And there were the supporting content pieces that kind of roll into that. Everything for me was really pushing to the live demo. Mm. So the blog announcement um, and a how-to, two different posts on two different weeks, web pages, uh, or a new solutions page, and then a sales motion call blitz. And then the tactics that really drove to all those different channels were email, you know, emails to our database, as well mm -hmm. as a newsletter, which we call data superheroes that happens every other week. Uh, another, well, I guess a blog post that, that was separate to that specific to the webinar, bunch of social media, and then mm -hmm. LinkedIn ads, um, something that we found to be very helpful for, you know, virtual events happening at a specific period in time or conversation ads. So that was something hmm. that I got to test uh, quite a bit on that. That was something I didn't have tons of experience on in the past. Um, Core Digital is kind of owned by a different team. So this has been a really fun experience for me. Nice. So when you said live demo, then Aubrey, is it 
someone can go in and connect their CRM marketing automation and get a demo, like see the data themselves? Or was it a person doing a live demo? Um, it was a person doing a live demo. So Varsha Nilesh, our, our head of engineering, mm -hmm. was, uh, she was doing the demo and mm. also answering live questions from the audience about it. Oh, wow. So you were driving people to that while that live demo was happening. Uh, prior, right? So we it, there was like a registration page. I see. Um, that people could register for that was happening at a, at a certain period in time, kind of like a, a virtual event. Got it. So from a demand perspective, that was one of the primary, I guess, call to action is to get people to register for this event That's right. where this live demo was happening. Very good. Um, cool. Now, now let's talk a little bit about, about the data specific metrics. How many registrants were you guys able to drive uh, through all the different channels, email, sales motions, ads? Yeah. So through that, um, over the course of two weeks, we drove uh, 174 registrants in nice. total. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, that was pretty good. I think it's, it's pretty good. I'm again, I absolutely bigger company. So I wanted 2000, but uh, no, but it was good. I, I think that was good for a small company and true in the biggest webinar we had, we had done to date. There were some webinars prior. Um, and yeah. Oh. And then of that, there were 30 live attendees, the benchmark, okay. which is, that was not, that's, I think that's about 18% attendance rate. Now yeah. there's a lot that we have to test in the future, right? Sure. That is not the, the, the benchmark that I set for that webinar and like industry standard is typically around 30% yes. attendance yep. during yep. normal times. There's a lot of factors that go into that, uh, mm -hmm. that are not, um, you know, it, so again, my, my experience comes from uh, MuleSoft Salesforce, where we're kind of catering to a global audience. This is much more focused on the U.S., and so I think we did the webinar too early, truthfully, was like, you know, it was, it was hard for people to join live at 9 a.m. Pacific, I think is when we hosted it. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're going to test different times of the day in the future. And then also, you know, it's a, it's a different time in the world, right? And so how do we, is it, is live attendance a metric we care about in the future? Is it just on demand? and let's make yeah. it available. So we're, there's a lot that we're gonna test in the webinar sphere for sure. with our audience. Okay. And it's completely different from what we did at, at MuleSoft too. So I'm, I'm testing quite a bit in the future. Makes sense. So out of the 170 registrants that you got of your 174, what was the channel that contributed the best number of registrants? Do you have any insights on that? Yes. Um, so the biggest channel that we captured was LinkedIn referral traffic. So a huh. couple of things, there were paid direct conversions. Um, and then of course, I think what we see a lot of is, you know, we had, we had quite, uh, we, well, we created also a LinkedIn event, which I think mm. I didn't mention earlier, but that's mm. actually been really great for capture. It's easier to capture registrants there. And it's, it's just, um, you kind of get that network effect. Totally. So yep. if there's an upcoming event, you know, just plug in your email and now you're registered, right? So yep. it's been, that was great. But that was another thing we need to test more of is are people likely to actually attend the event? If I was just going to say, their yep. friends, exactly. their friends are going. Yep, yep. Um, so okay. yeah, that, that was, um, so and LinkedIn referral traffic was the primary source. That is very cool. And how many of those, 174 registrants or the 30 that live attended 
then became you know lower down the funnel for you did how many of them actually helped you hit that you know one opportunity book from that we did get one opportunity. Nice. Uh, there's a lot of uh, meetings booked, but not quite the the quality, which is, I think, a good, you know, healthy thing. We had a lot of good discussions from that. I think a lot of mm -hmm. people were just curious about it, still trying to figure out what we do. So there's a lot of brand awareness that we need to do um, as a company, right? And, you know, trying to differentiate that this is just a capability with a larger platform. You can't just buy this one thing because it, it comes with everything else. So that, you know, there was a lot of learnings there qualitatively, but we yep. did ultimately get one meeting in, in pipe um, okay. from inbound from the webinar. So that was, that was good. Very nice. Now, I guess to wrap up then, Aubrey, you know, based on, you know, you coming from MuleSoft and Salesforce, it's completely different scale to, to more of a startup. What would you have done differently uh, with regards to launching a product, uh, if you had to do it again? Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things we'd probably do differently. I think we would probably test more truthfully. I think um, there was a lot that, you know, we could do as just, you know, two people basically. And I would like to test more things with the sales team, test mm. messages, um, getting feedback, I think also capturing feedback. Webinars are great for that, right? You can actually capture feedback in real time. And, you know, that this is because this was our first time doing something like this. I think there's so much that we're going to test in the future. I just wish that we had tested more, had more time to test prior. Mm -hmm. I think everyone says that probably. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's probably what we're going to do in the future, just testing lots of different things like subject line, getting qualitative feedback, things like that moving forward. Do you think, Aubrey, if, if you guys had a landing page where someone could test it out or see the product in action, and if the call to action was for them to you know, fill out a form, connect their CRM market or whatever systems to see the data, do you think that could have been a, a, a good play? Yeah, to launch absolutely. a product. I, so yeah, something to note is that, you know, the product's still very early days. Yes. So yep. um, we are, that is actually a very good suggestion and something that has been discussed and something that we want, I think it will actually be a really good play in the future because I think data fitness index is something that could be a good hook. Yeah. People are curious about it, people want it. And then I think it's a good gateway into the larger conversation about what Sunkery oh. is. 100%, yeah. Um, but we need to, you know, ensure, I think the, the biggest thing is ensuring everyone's data is secure, which happens when you get access to the whole platform. But, you know, yeah. if we if we unleash one capability, we want to just make sure that that works. In yeah, yeah. And then, of course, making sure that people, you know, have a good experience when they're trialing just one small component. So that is coming now. So great suggestion. No, because I, I think of this HubSpot business, they did the website creator where you could enter your website and it'll give you a grade, like on a score of one to hundred. Yeah, right. And if you're 60, you're like, oh, I need to do better. What right. are the steps? That and was one of the ops people were competitive. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. So, Against ourselves, too. Is just I know. Great... I know. No, this is this is this is great. I, I again, I appreciate you giving the insights around the different tactics, strategies, along with the metrics. So this was this was very insightful. We at least if we are thinking of launching a couple 
new product or feature releases. So getting this insight and providing some baseline is, is, is great for us, I know, and I'm pretty sure our audience will find value out of it. Uh, once again, Aubrey, thank you so much for coming online and, and sharing these insights with us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.